Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Well, we're almost ready to call January a wrap. This is the last Dig a Bit for the month of January. We've been talking this month, and this is 2021 the 10 and this month we've been talking about command five which is honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the lord thy god giveth thee and of course paul repeats that by the inspiration of the holy spirit over in ephesians chapter 6 and as we look there he he repeats that for us in the christian age and then he says this is the first commandment with promise he signifies that there's something significant about that fact that this is an if-then command that we will be blessed they would be blessed in the land of promise we will be blessed in our in the promises of God in this life and in the life to come too if we are people who respect the authority of parents of course that translates over into respect for our elders our civil government school teachers principals um, and finally, uh, elders in the church, and ultimately to respect for the authority of God as He speaks to us through His Word. So this is not an insignificant, unimportant concept that we're talking about. It's not really anything basic, because as we've, if we've learned anything this month, it has been that this is not just applicable to children at home with their parents, but it is something that needs to impact our society today, especially in the United States as we're thinking about it in regard to the way we look after our elderly parents. I've been surprised at the feedback that I've gotten from ladies this month who have uh, who went into the study this month thinking that this was going to be something basic, but that it has impacted the way that they are thinking about the care of elderly parents as well. Now, uh, this is not because of anything that I've done. This is just because of the uh, scriptures that we've looked at this month and the powerful way that God through families provides for elderly people. Today, however, in this dig a bit, I'm going to continue with a few practical ways, ideas for putting author- respect for authority in the hearts of our children while they are in our home. So I'm just going to throw out some random things to finish this up, but things that I think are important. First off, I wanted to mention the Hannah's 100 CDs. Now there are several good um, downloads of memory verses that you can find that are set to music, set to songs. Um, in uh, Andy Baker has a great one I think Kyle Wadley has one I believe Dr. Jeff Miller has one but the ones that we have on our website we have Hannah's hundred there are four CDs so there are 400 verses and those verses are verses that we just helped uh, made up little silly tunes that we made up as our children were young to help put the Word of God in their hearts. What actually happened was Hannah was four, came to me when we were having a family contest to try to learn a hundred verses, and she said, I don't like this game. Why do you not like this game, I said. And she said, I don't like it because I can't weed. And so we decided that we were gonna sing those verses, and so thus Hannah's Hundred was born. We did not intend to make CDs of those, but other children wanted to learn those as well, and so finally that project developed. And I would 
direct you to that or to Apologetics Press to Dr. Miller's CD. You can contact Andy Baker through my friends list, through Catherine Baker, who is on my friends list, if you want to get some of their downloads because they're excellent. I know that um, t- um, the little do- tiny little dewdrops, is that what it is? The, uh, they also have some acapella Bible verses there. So, so any of those sources, but I would just advise you that learning Bible verses for young children is a lot easier when there are tunes to go with them. The next thing I wanted to mention is spiritual family projects. I just really want you to be creative and try to think of projects that your family can work on together, moms and dads and kids, that are of a service nature, of a spiritual nature. And when you do that, you put service in the hearts of your children for a lifetime. And that makes them great people. That makes them great adults. We know that because Jesus said it. He who is greatest among you, let him be your servant. So some of the things that we did, and you can read about these in some of our books, but uh, we had widow hugging when our when our children went to worship services. We, we assigned that they needed to find three widows and hug at least three widows while they were at worship services. And when we got in the car, we would say, did you find your widows? And if they didn't hug three on Sunday morning, they had to hug six on Sunday night. And I'm saying that they had to do that, but what it really came boiled down to was before very long, they were wanting to do that. They were excited to get to hug those widows and it, it didn't take very much of their time. Widows uh, loved it, loved it, loved it. But who got the most out of it, of course, was our children because they were learning to love and emulate older and more spiritually mature Christians. So that was a great project. Once we um, broke their piggy banks and sent money to a missionary in another country to buy a motor or bicycle, I think it was just a bicycle that he needed to take the gospel to other people and you better believe that when my kids got the thank you letter back and he was telling us how many people he'd been able to teach and about baptisms that my children felt responsible for those they um had skin in that game and they felt like that you know these people who are learning the gospel are learning it because we broke our piggy banks and sent this money and of course They didn't have very much money to offer, but they didn't know that. When they gave us their money from the piggy banks as part of our Bible time at night, and we wrote those letters, I didn't tell them that I wasn't going to put the actual quarters, nickels, pennies, and dimes in the envelope, that I was going to write a check. And they understood that their money went to Africa for that bicycle. And that is a great way to plant a spirit of service and evangelism in the hearts of your children. Bake cookies for the visitors and have your children standing out with those zippy zippy bags. You can't do that during COVID, but almost any other time you can with little uh, welcoming cards that your children have have, uh, made themselves. Uh, Maggie, our little granddaughter, makes uh, cards every single Sunday just with stickers, little in maybe just little index cards maybe five by seven index cards or four by six index cards and she puts stickers on them and she colors scribbles on them and then she has fun taking those to widows to older people to sick people who are um at the services not sick people but you know what i mean people who are infirmed who are at services she is um 
very proud of those pictures that she makes. Um, teach your children to make simple recipes. By the time they're five and six years old, they can have their little signature recipes that they make and you can have them to make those once a week and take them to people who would enjoy them. Service will make your children happy, but it will also make them sheep. That's what Matthew 25 says. It was the sheep that were divided from the goats who said, when did we do these things for you, Jesus? When? And Jesus said, inasmuch as you did it to the least of these, my brethren, visiting, seeing them in prison, giving them meat when they're hungry, um, drink when they are thirsty, uh, taking them in as strangers, hospitality. You can help, your children can be the hospitality helpers. They can be the ones who are straightening up the living room and taking care of the children, taking, cleaning up the living room prior to your Bible study, taking care of the children during your Bible study, going around the table and saying, can I get you some more tea at an interim in your Bible study? Your children can be part of hospitality and evangelism. Don't ever do those things without explaining to your children what you're doing so they'll feel like they do have skin in that game of evangelism spiritual family projects now if you need ideas for these on my blog which is bless your heart on thecolleyhouse.org you can just um, look at the women's section or i think up maybe at the top it says uh, blogs or cindy's blog and if you click on that and you just type in the search bar, mamas, M-A-M-A -M -A apostrophe S, and then K period, I period, S period, S period, mamas kiss. And what that stands for is mamas, kids in service suggestions, kids in service suggestions. You can find, uh, I think it's 60 something now, suggestions that are on that blog to to present to your children spiritual family projects that will help them grow and grow up to be servants and i'm telling you what if they grow up to be servants they'll be sheep and if, if we put the gospel in their hearts they'll be sheep and being servants is a big part of being great in the kingdom and finally getting to inherit that eternal kingdom I want to encourage you to pray through the day with your kids. I mean, when you are, not just at mealtime, but when there's a discipline problem, stop and pray about that after you've settled that, after the spanking's been given or whatever the deal is about that. Stop and pray about that and ask God to help us be stronger so that we won't do the same mistakes that we've done today, tomorrow, that we will grow from this and that we will learn from this. When you hear a siren and you're outside or you're traveling, stop the car or stop what you're doing and pull off and pray for those people who are involved in an accident and pray that if they are Christians that, uh, of course, we want them to recover, but we're thankful that they'll get to go to to be with the Lord if if they pass from this life. If they are not Christians, you know, go ahead and, and say, Lord, we know that most people are not following you, and we pray that these people might live and have a chance to know you. Make everything that you pray in some way be about souls. When you, um, let's say you encounter someone at the grocery store and you see that, um, that they did not... Um, let's just say that you see a police arresting someone 
at the grocery store. When you get to the car, pray for those people. Pray that they will learn not to steal, not to um, be violent, whatever you think the situation might be. Pray for those people. Uh, when you are watching television, maybe, and you are watching the news and you see a tornado has hit a certain area of the country, stop and pray about that. Pray through the day with your children, and it will make them prayerful people. You know, if you evangelize with them, it's going to make them evangelistic. If you pray with them, it's going to make them prayerful people, and that's so very important. I would like for you to make them positively affirming of the local church positively affirming of the local church I, i'm assuming that you're going to be sure that you are in a sound congregation of the lord's people and as christians in a local congregation your children need to see that you're all in that you are plugged into this congregation and that you are all about the success of this congregation of the Lord's kingdom. So let them know that you're leaning on the elders. Uh, meet with the elders when you have a, an issue that's a real issue that you don't know what to do about. You need wisdom about it. We have families that do this pretty consistently about family issues, extended family issues, about uh, their roles as deacons in the Lord's church and deacons' wives, about adult children who are going astray or adult siblings who are going astray. Our elders are plugged into the problems of the people in the congregation, and, and that's a good thing. But when you go and meet with the elders about something, be sure you tell your children, I'm, we're going to meet with the elders because they're wise and godly men. And they are going to give us the advice that will help us to go to heaven. That's their job, is to watch over us and help us to go to heaven. Even show them passages about how that they are shepherds. Talk to them about how that we are sheep. And make them know that you are dependent on godly elders and that the church is dependent on men who meet the qualifications of 1 Timothy 3 and Titus chapter 1. That's a, that's a great way to make your children love the local body. Be full of dads. Uh, moms, you could encourage the dads to be full of amens during the sermons when a powerful point is made, something that you are wanting to affirm, something that you're wanting to put in the hearts of your children. Let, you know, dad, uh, encourage dad to say, amen. You know what that says to your children? I am plugged in. I believe in what we are doing as a part of this congregation. I'd like to say next to, uh, there's some things you need to be, attitudes you need to be exhibiting at home, especially for your girls. I would say, be sure that you are exhibiting a meek and quiet spirit. First Peter 3, submission, Ephesians chapter 5. You're exhibiting that at home especially when it's difficult to do. Do you know that your daughters are not going to get that at school? They're not going to get that uh, from television. They're not going to get it from peers. The only place that they are really going to get a direct lesson about submission that is biblical and that saves us is from mama at home. You are the one individual who's privileged with the blessing of imparting that most important teaching that goes against the grain of our culture. But we are worldly. 
when we don't exhibit that to our children. That is, we are conforming ourselves to the culture around us rather than saying, even when it's unpopular in a culture, I'm going to do it in my home. Read 1 Peter 3, read Ephesians 5, read Colossians 3, and be sure that you are showing your daughters submission in your home. Be sure that when you punish your children, you are side by side applying, uh, showing them that you in that punishment are applying principles from the Word of God. You know, when you're, when you're done with that spanking and when your child is sitting beside you and you put your arm around that child, say, you know, I love you so much. And I really, it, it's hard for me to spank you. It's hard for me to punish you because it, it, it brings me sadness. I never want to do this. But you know what? God has asked me to do this. God has asked me to discipline you. In fact, He's commanded me to discipline you. And if I'm going to obey God, I have to do that. And what God says it will give us is the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Hebrews chapter 12. That's what we're aiming for. And you know, that peaceable fruit of righteousness is that you are going to learn to do right. And as a result of doing right, you'll, you'll be at peace. You'll be at peace with God. You'll be content in your life. You'll be happier. And that's what I want for you. Now let's go on and enjoy our day because we're done with this punishment now and we're going to learn something from it. Always, always put teaching beside discipline whenever it's possible. I know there'll be some times when the discipline has to happen right now and then you have to move on. But I'm just going to say when it's possible, take a few minutes to talk about the appropriate passages of Scripture, the teaching that goes along with the punishment. I also wanted to mention the books that are in your home. You know, it's okay to have um, O. Mercer Mayer and Louis Sackar and um, Mother Goose and Dr. Seuss, that's a rhyme, and it's okay to have Theo Lissig and um, Oh, the Letter People and Laura Ingalls Wilder, all those things are really good. And I am all for exposing our children to literature from very, very young ages. Reading to your children is one of the most important academic things that you will ever do for them. But I just want to say also, make sure you're building your library full of books that are moral, like the Laura Ingalls Wilder books, but also make sure that you're filling them with books that are Bible-centered. And I love... Um, such things as the Rhyme Time Bible. It's a great one. There's a nursery uh, rhyme book that is based on scripture. I have a copy of that. I'll, I'll put that up for anybody who might need it. Um, make sure that you have, as your children grow a little bit older, make sure that you have an Edgar Myers Bible story book. It's a great Bible story book. Now, some of these things you might not want to read every single word of every single page. Look at them first because they're not all written by New Testament Christians. But these are some books that I, I want to have in my children's library. I want to have um, the Big Book of Virtues. I want to have um, 
both the children's version of that book and the adult version of that book by William Bennett. Uh, there are just some some great and Aesop's fables are really good to pick out the morals and find the scriptures that teach the same things that these fables teach. But I want to say this too, that up until the time your children are reading, almost any, any book that you read, almost any book that you read can be about God. And I've illustrated this lots of ways, but you know, you can pick out, um, oh, any of those Mercer Mayer books or any of the Berenstain Bear books, almost, almost any of them. And you can insert, you know, when mom says to do something and the bears get in trouble because they didn't do it or they get in trouble because they're whiny, you can always just act like it's written in the book and say, but they decided to do whatever it is. Go ahead and read what the book says. And that's called disobeying. And God said, children, obey your parents. So that's why they're getting into trouble. Or when, I don't know, Berenstain Bears and too much birthday. And they, they get, too much birthday made them spoiled and whiny. And so, you know, you read about that and then you say, but God said, that we should think of others before we think of ourselves. It's called the golden rule. Just add in things about God. And you know what I did last week for one of my grandchildren? I, I think it was a Curious George book. It was a Curious George color book, actually, was what it was. And it had these great pictures of Curious George, just big pictures of him doing different things helping the man with the yellow hat, for instance. And so when I got to that, I wrote my own story in the color book about how that he got in trouble because he was so messy and the man with the yellow hat had told him not to put this in the floor. Now the color book, of course, doesn't say all of those things, but I just made it be a story about how he wasn't obeying and how he was getting into trouble, how he climbed over the fence to get the balloon when he shouldn't have climbed over the fence because he knew better than that because he was disobeying. Or he knew better than this because this was selfish. This was thinking about George rather than thinking about the man in the yellow hat. You know, you can just make a color book be about God. And then you can open the color book and read it. And then you can say, let's color this page where he was learning to obey. And I love doing that. You can use your creativity and just, just you know, make almost any book or any game be about God. And it's called saturation. What that's called is Deuteronomy 6, teaching them all day long while they're walking by the way, when they're standing, when they're sitting, and when they're lying down at night. Saturate your children with the Word of God. I mentioned on the big podcast, and I just want to mention it here, I found an Appian Media dot, I think it's dot com, Appian Media dot com, and I loved it. Glenn and I watched some of it last night before we fell asleep, and it is a daddy speaking on the level of each one of his children. He has three children. They're uh, different ages, maybe six, and he might have four, actually, and eight and ten, and he is teaching those children on their levels Proverbs right now, and so you can watch um, a video of him 
talking about that and eliciting answers from his questions. It's very good for dads if you want to share that with the the father in your home. I think it'll be a good uh, tutorial, actually, to help dads learn to lead family Bible time. And it's a way that they can learn to lead family Bible time, not from a woman, but in the preferable way, biblically, from they can learn to lead family Bible time from uh, a godly father. And so I would recommend that to you. It's called Listen My Children, and it's on Appy. You can just Google Listen My Children. What I did was Google Listen My Children, and it just popped up. Someone recommended that, that to us. Vicki Yoakum recommended that, and it um, is something that I think you will benefit from. I know that I've left things out of these four digabits, but I, I really think that... Um, Together, I've included lots of your ideas, but together we can raise up children who will make the church stronger in the next generation. And when I say together, I mean using each other's resources. Don't forget, though, that the primary responsibility for bringing up children to be faithful to God belongs to those, to the parents of said children so it is the responsibility of the home not the youth group not the preacher not the sunday school teacher it is the responsibility of the home to bring those children up in the faith but we can depend on each other's resources as we do that i hope this has been good for you i hope that it's been helpful in some way i don't profess to know more than anybody who's listening out there and I covet your ideas for my children and grandchildren as we are trying to bring up yet another generation to walk in the ways of the Lord. He is good. He is merciful, and those mercies are new every morning. Looking forward to February with you where we will study Thou Shalt Not Kill. Have a great day.